Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the CGF podcast with me, Louise Chester. If you don't know us, the Consumer Goods Forum is a CEO-led organization that brings consumer goods retailers and manufacturers together globally to help collaborate with other key stakeholders to secure consumer trust and drive positive change. Our eight coalitions of action have been designed to achieve collective impact on critical industry issues related to environmental and social sustainability, health and wellness, end-to-end value chains and food safety. On our podcast, we'll be breaking down all of these topics and more and engaging in insightful conversations with leaders from in and outside the industry as they share their thoughts on the challenges facing our planet and its people. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking to Nicholas Leferve Martin, Managing Director of Sustainability Solutions at NG Impact. Nicholas has just come back from the CGF's Global Summit in Dublin, and NG Impact was in fact an official sponsor of this year's event. Nicholas will, I'm sure, be bringing today some fresh insights from the summit, as well as his own wealth of knowledge on the topics of decarbonisation and renewables. So let's welcome Nicholas. Hi, Nicholas. Welcome to the CGF podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Louise. So I know that you have just come back from the CGF's Global Summit in Dublin. Could you perhaps tell me a bit about what you heard at the summit in terms of where the sector is uh, with sustainability? I'd love to hear some of uh, some of your key takeaways. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the first one is that uh, the theme of sustainability and decarbonization in particular were really squarely on the agenda. And uh, sustainability has always been in one way, shape or form on the agenda of the Consumer Goods Forum. But I think this time in particular, it was uh, it was really, uh, really core from a strategic imperative. And that was really, uh, really good to see. And um, another thing which uh, which we um, observed is that the conversation really evolved to some extent and moved away from the notion of commitments and, you know, what are the targets that companies should be taking and really starting to think about the uh, the uh, operationalization and the challenges of actually achieving these commitments. So, for example, there were quite a lot of discussions around, you know, what capabilities uh, and new capabilities oftentimes needed to be uh, developed or acquired in order to achieve uh, deep decarbonization objectives. What were the digital solutions needed to really get a proper grip on these on these challenges at the at the magnitude of a uh, uh, multinational, so really across multiple geographies and multiple sites. And and also there was interesting conversations around, you know, what are the organizational challenges. Uh, in order to be able to address these, uh, these, these decarbonization challenges in particular at scale and at pace. So, for example, there were some interesting conversations around the role of the chief sustainability officer, which is clearly evolving. Um, so those were, those were some of the examples which were um, really uh, on the agenda uh, this time around. Super. So you you mentioned challenges there. That that relates to my next question because I really want to hear from you what you think are the top um, challenges that NG Impact sees for companies in the consumer goods sector in in sort of taking the step to reach uh, net zero. Yeah, that's a good question. So really, based on our experience working with companies in in this sector. Uh, I would probably highlight three core challenges. The first one is around this notion of 
industrializing the uh, the rollout of the more mature decarbonization levers so for example industrial energy efficiency or uh, renewable energy um, uh, contracting for example how do you uh, really scale and 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 roll out these decarbonization levers across a broad footprint of uh, of sites um, a lot of these companies in the sector have taken on targets in relatively near term and so you really have to find a way to start uh, industrializing this uh, this uh, these actions so that's certainly one area uh, the second one is uh, is around uh, green heat so the, the the heat decarbonization if you look at the uh, the the, uh, the energy equation you've got power so electricity which to some extent is more mature in the decarbonization of power generation through renewables in particular uh, but the question of heat which is so key to many manuf manufacturing processes that is something which a lot of uh, of companies are still struggling with understandably because these technologies are, are less mature so so clearly that the challenge of, of heat decarbonization uh, is an important challenge uh, there are a number of, of technologies but their maturity is less so it's something to um, to uh, to um, to focus on and then certainly the third one is around this notion of supplier engagement many companies now are taking on not only ambitions and targets around their own emissions but also about emissions in their value chain. So what we call scope three emissions. And how do you engage suppliers, particularly the mid-size or smaller suppliers, which all companies have, how are you able to engage them and empower them to really actively reduce their own emissions? Uh, that is certainly a, a big challenge and something that we're working on with many of our clients uh, to help, help do that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, very interesting. And some of the things that you, some of the key themes you mentioned there are actually going to be the topics of the, these two interactive masterclass webinars that NG Impact and the CGF have teamed up to run. Um, could you tell our listeners a bit more about what we've got lined up for them during those, those upcoming sessions? Yeah, absolutely. So we're super proud to be uh, partnering with uh, the Consumer Goods Forum in these masterclasses. Indeed, we've got two, one around uh, renewable energy, so renewable power in particular, and the other one around around uh, heat decarbonization. Uh, and so uh, so uh, really the intent of these masterclasses is uh, synthesizing uh, almost in a, like a, a lab concept where we're really trying to share the essence of what is needed for companies to... Uh, to accelerate their, uh, the, their, their amount of capabilities and their ability to take action on these two critical levers. So uh, the objective for us is really to give a bit of a crash course on the uh, essentials uh, around these two uh, really key um, decarbonization levers that every company in these sectors will need to, uh, to, uh, to get good at and get good at pretty quickly. So we're very, very, uh, excited about this program. I think it's going to be extremely useful for participants. And so we look really look forward to it. Great. So my next two questions relate to these two levers that you just mentioned, renewables and heat decarbonization. And the first one then about renewables. I want to hear from you what you think the, the challenges are uh, related to renewables for consumer goods companies. Yeah. 
So I think uh, the, the renewables challenge is really one of understanding the, uh, the available technologies in the specific regions where every companies will be operating. Um, because the, 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 the choices and the uh, availability and the maturity of the options in different regions will be quite different. And the market is evolving rapidly. So you go from one spectrum to this notion of, uh, 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 of certificates, so these environmental uh, attribute certificates, so it's really these credits, uh, which is one option, to the uh, green supply, so where you've got this bundled certificates and, and actual supply, to this notion of these uh, PPAs, so these, uh, these contracts um, that, you can, that you can secure to have access to renewables. You've got this uh, uh, potential for direct investments into projects, and you also have offsetting uh, as, a, as, a, as a potential lever. So the options are quite broad, and how do you define your the right uh, renewable energy integration roadmap which is right for your company and your footprint is really key mm -hmm. so that's a, that's a, a key challenge and, and for us the way that you make these decisions is fundamentally based around three key criteria the first one is around the feasibility you know what is available uh, what's the level of complexity what's the liquidity in the regions in which you operate what's the quality of what is available to you. So this notion of, of quality is oftentimes linked to uh, uh, additionality, proximity, temporality, and lastly, it's of course the economics. You know, what is the cost? What are the risks associated to this? Based on these three dimensions, you can start making this uh, renewable energy sourcing roadmap, uh, which is really tailored to your footprint, tailored to your ambitions, and tailored to what's really important to you. So uh, I think that's the key uh, key point. And what we see is that uh, oftentimes organizations sometimes underappreciate uh, the, the complexity associated with renewable energy. Uh, for example, there are two dimensions which often come up when we work with uh, with companies on these topics. One is the, the, the risk profile of renewable energy technologies and sourcing is quite different than uh, the, the fossil-based uh, sourcing. So that's one piece, this notion of risk. And secondly, typically the uh, organization that is needed to, um, to be able to scale the, the, the procurement of, of renewable energy is also quite different. In, uh, traditionally, it's been more decentralized, but there's a lot of reason why it makes sense to centralize the procurement of, of renewables, for example. So, so there are organizational risks, there are different dimensions which need to be taken into account. Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing this wealth of knowledge on that topic. Um, so the, the second question relating to heat decarbonization, which is the, the second theme, uh, the theme of the second masterclass, I should say. Why is heat decarbonization typically um, a bit of a pain point for consumer goods companies? So heat is a is a is a different challenge to the renewables that we just uh, described. The first one is that overall, if you look at the, the the technologies in the in the green heat space, the spectrum of technologies is at a level of maturity which is much less. So there's this technology uncertainty uh, which which really needs to be taken into account. This is particularly true when you look at biomethane and hydrogen technologies, which are at a lesser level of maturity than uh, than others. It's not always true. For example, you do have technologies such as heat pumps 
or biomass, which are actually quite mature. It's just that these companies typically don't have so much experience with them. So there is this question of managing technology maturity, which is certainly a challenge. The second one is that all of, all of a sudden you're looking at uh, on-site uh, generation assets, which means that there's a there's a capex and uh, and um, and an asset management question, which is uh, quite important. So engaging with the, the plant managers and in engaging with the folks which are able to to manage these assets, I think is important. There sometimes is a capability gap. Sometimes there's also a a business model challenge, where a lot of companies don't necessarily want to retrofit uh, assets early or don't necessarily want to put the capex in decarbonization if they have other strategic imperatives. So this question of business model and finding perhaps partnerships where others can invest in these uh, these assets so that um, you can focus on your core business, I think is a, is an interesting one. Um, and then thirdly, it's this question again of, you know, at some point you're going to have to start industrializing the rollout of these heat technologies uh, in order to achieve these uh, these pretty tight timelines to uh, with respect to your objectives. So that's really the, the key dimensions when it comes to, uh, to heat decarbonization. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Nicholas. So my final question to you um, would be, I would like to hear if you had a, some advice to give to consumer goods companies to ensure that they meet their decarbonization goals, what would that advice be? Wow, thank you very much for that <laughs> It's a, a difficult one, but the maybe... Rare, the rare opportunity to, <laughs> to provide that. So, so I think, I mean, joke aside, the, the, the most important advice that we can share is do not underestimate the level of mobilization that is needed in order to achieve these objectives. Uh, when we think about the notion of net zero, which is ultimately where globally we will need to, to go to, that is nothing less than a complete transformation of the uh, industrial backbone of 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 these of of the consumer goods, uh, the food and beverage industries, right? So it's really that that uh, that infrastructure, industrial foundations, really will need to 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 evolve radically. So my main advice is don't underestimate the amount of mobilization that will be needed. It is not just a matter of technology, which is oftentimes a, a mistake that you see in some some uh, forums where you think it's just, a, you know, it's going to be a technological fix. That's not the case. In order to really engage in any transformation, that implies governance changes, incentives changes, stakeholder engagement, um, new opportunities in, in, in new businesses, new products, new services. So really, I would encourage uh, all our listeners to think of this as a as a broader net zero transformation and to really treat it as a as a transformation exercise in all of its complexity. Well, thank you so much, Nicholas. There is so much to the, to dig into there. I feel that you've packed quite a lot into uh, the short time that we've had. It's such a complex but very fascinating topic, and I really loved what you said at the end there about not underestimating that the level I think it was level of mobilization that will be needed to to crack on with this so um with that being said we have these two interactive masterclass webinars coming up we 
hope that listeners will come along to those if you are indeed interested in the topic and want to find out more about how you can can take action there so thank you very much for taking the time and chatting to me today it was a pleasure thank you louise Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you would like to find out more about our work at the CGF, you can visit our website at www.theconsumergoodsforum.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe for more episodes coming very soon. Thank you and bye for now.